You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Global Game. Jordan Canellis and Archie Thompson with you. An extended edition of the Global Game. With uh, Simon Hill over in Qatar covering the Asian Cup. We are hosting the uh, global game out of Melbourne today. So a bit of a Melbourne feel uh, here with Archie Thompson in the studio. But we are going to head over to uh, chat about the EPL now with Spencer Pryor, one of the regulars here on the global game. Spencer, welcome. It's good to chat to you. And great to chat to you too. Uh, let's get stuck into it. Actually, you know what, Archie, I'll let you lead it off because being a massive, a massive Arsenal fan as you are, I'll, uh, I'll let you fire off the first question about the Gunners. Hey, Spence. Um, look, I'm a mad Gunners supporters here and it's been a bit of a, a rough start to our new year. Um, but I guess that 5-0 win against Crystal Palace, um, how do you see Arsenal? Uh, are we still any chance of maybe doing something? <laughs> I know we're a little bit behind the eight ball, uh, but do you believe we can still maybe... Go on and win this league, mate. It's a very, very open league this year, isn't it, Archie? It's, mm. um, it, it's. I, I, I actually think after what how close they got last year, that that Arteta's so driven to actually get them to that next stage. Um, obviously, Liverpool and Man City are the two teams that are potentially going to stand in the way, but. I don't know, they've got everybody sort of fit and healthy again or getting everybody fit and healthy. And, you know, they've got they've got a very tough three or four games coming up that could that's going to define their season, I reckon. You know, by the end of February, I think we'll, we'll know a lot more. And obviously, I think it's the 4th of February that they've got Liverpool at home. So that'll be a must win for them. But, yeah, look, they, they, they look super dangerous. They look a real threat, as as we would expect them to be, Archie. And yeah, they'll 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 be certainly pushing either Liverpool or Man City or both for the rest of the season. And you know, it's a, like a bit of a crazy period when you look at maybe mid-year transfers. Uh, are are they looking mm. to maybe strengthen their squad at all, especially in in that attacking third? Well, the the gossip columns and the journalists over in the UK, they've got to fill the columns somehow. But I, I don't think they will. I think they'll go with what they've got because who's out there? Like that's a, mm. that's, that's the thing is who's out there that's going to strengthen them and who's going to who's going to replace Saka, Saka or Jesus or Oligard? You know who's going to re- you know you've got De- I mean they went so heavy on Declan Rice. In the summer, with hundred million, I think where where what are they gonna what what are they gonna try and bring in that's gonna actually be a real addition and not disrupt what they've already got? So, I, I I've got a feeling Arteta will be content with the squad that he's got for the running, and and that's literally what it is now. It's almost like the Grand National, and they're coming down the final straight, and <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a if, if they if they can really drive it over the course of the next, I say six weeks, and still be really in there, then I, I, there's a potential that they could go all the way. A potential. They've still got a 
finish above, obviously, Liverpool Man City, which is going to be tough. But you're in the mix, mate. Don't give up <laughs> yet, Archie. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you, I mean, I saw Ian Wright talk about Manchester City. Are they in a real ominous position where they are? Because uh, when we know that they're a team that can go on and, and put f- like 10, 15 games together with just like consecutive wins, are they probably the biggest threat at the moment, um, along with Arsenal, to Liverpool at the top? So I, I actually think that now they've got Kevin De Bruyne back, it's almost like having a, you've got a fresh player. You've got a super fresh player that's missed half the season. I, I can't, you know, you, you've played, right? You can't underest, undervalue how beneficial it will be to have a player like him, fresh, mm-hmm. going into the running at the back end of the season. Mm-hmm when everybody else is physically and mentally just trying to get through from game to game. Um, you know, Erlen Haaland's having a bit of a break with his foot, with his stress fracture. He'll come back. He'll be fresh. Uh, I think that they will... I think, I think again, we, this, is, this is the time of year when Man City really step up, and they did it last year, you know, still being in all four competitions, and this is this is like when it really really counts, and you know we saw we saw sides like we saw Tottenham have a wonderful start to the season, but no one ever won a season come October November. So Man City, this is this is when they really sort of kick in and and put their foot down on the accelerator to go again. So yeah, I I I, I think that Man City are probably favourites. But again, you've got Arsenal and Liverpool that will want to have a say in that. Yeah, well, Liverpool had that uh, impressive 4 0 victory uh, at uh, at Bournemouth um, not that long ago. So, I mean, they're still on top of the table, Spencer, but they do have now an injury to contend with with uh, Mo Salah. He was already missing over there with, uh, with the AFCON with Egypt, but yeah. um, now it's going to be an extended period on the sidelines with that hamstring injury, which could be a four week uh, spell for him. Could be longer, mate. Hamstrings are brutal, especially someone with his speed. You know, you, you've got to have super strong hamstrings. So that could, that could be. It, it depends what sort of grade it is, but it's um, it'll it'll be a big loss. Uh, they'll still be incredibly competitive, and they showed against Bournemouth how uh, they can adjust and adapt. You know, uh, I think I think they've got enough firepower up top to still pick up points and win games but the you know most others are defining he's, he's a real x-factor player that that can give him that little bit of edge i i i think he'll be a big loss but they seem to have adapted you know they've, they've done it without without most Salah, without trent alexander arnold and um you know again i think liverpool would be wanting to get those two back as quickly as possible but without you know in a, in a realistic way that they don't just break down again there have been dramatic games elsewhere as well and for Brentford in particular they uh, broke a, a losing streak and it coincided with uh, Ivan Tony's return to the Brentford team yeah. I mean his his uh, re-inclusion back into that squad now after so many months out with that suspension that's going to help them now really uh, steer clear of the relegation zone yeah, it's good to see him back playing. Obviously, you know, he's done his time, so hopefully everybody does move on. Um, 
I think the biggest thing for Brentford will be keeping hold of him for, for the rest of the window. And, and, and I think there's that sense of loyalty that he'll have for the rest of the season. And he'll ride it out with them and then potentially, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I think, I think one of the big boys will probably snap him up in the summer. But, you know, he, he's, he, he's maintained his fitness. He's probably had some behind, lots of behind closed doors games to, to get his fitness. And, you know, he's just showed what a good impact he can make. He's, he's, not, he's not played all season and then comes in and, and scores the first goal. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see him back on the field. It, it just highlights still, though, the impact of betting on football, which I'm, I'm sort of really against. But, you know, mm. especially with the advertising and stuff in the game. You know, he's, you look at Brentford, their main jersey is sponsored by a betting company. So there would have been mixed emotions around him in, in sort of and that again. This weekend, we've got the, the FA Cup coming up. Just to, to look on the other side of that, though, firstly, there's a big match coming up next week, which I'm sure you'll chat about um, with, uh, with the boys next week hosting the show. But um, Newcastle take on Aston Villa. Newcastle season, they're on a four-game slide right now, and they went from being a team who looked like making uh, the European spots to now questions over whether they'll even finish in the top half. I mean, they're still you know close to half a season left, so there's still plenty of time. But where has uh, where have things gone wrong for Newcastle in the last few weeks? Oh, it's been it's been over the course of the last six weeks actually, isn't it? It's just been injuries, like massive, massive amount of injuries that they've really struggled to um, adapt to, and and any side would have struggled if with the amount of injuries that, that Newcastle have had. Um, I think that. It, it, they, they've got to manage their expectations. Everybody's looking at the Saudi money that's coming to Newcastle, but the reality is they've they've still, still got to work within financial fair play. And Eddie Howe's done a phenomenal job there, like really, really good job. But you know, St James's Park is a very, very tough place to go and play. But it's um, it's it's not. It started off as a real fortress at the start of the season. They had a real push in the Champions League and were really, really close. You know, they leading against AC Milan, finished up losing the game and getting out. Um, and since that point, they've probably they've struggled. They've really struggled to get going again. So, like I said, Eddie Howe is a phenomenal manager. He'll he'll try and keep pushing them to see if uh, they can still get up in and in around that top four. And it's hard for Newcastle, right? So, like I said, with all the money that's coming in from Saudi. I'm not sure what Newcastle fans deem as a success. You know, they obviously want to win a trophy, whether that's a cup, a league, whatever. It's been a long time since uh, there was some silverware up in Newcastle. Uh, there's a lot of eyes, especially here from Australia, on the the fixture in the FA Cup, uh, Man City Spurs, our boy Ange. Um, mm-hmm. should, should he be really focusing on this competition, this FA Cup, because of the... It's obviously going to be really difficult against Man City, but um, you know, probably not going to go on and win in, win the league. But uh, looking at maybe possible Champions League, but th- should they be really focusing on focusing on this one? I, I don't think it's in Angie's nature to toss off a trophy. <laughs> you know, it, it, we <laughs> saw it with him in Scotland. We saw it in Scotland, and. I, I don't think look Tottenham. You know, we, we everybody knows the history of Tottenham and, and the FA Cup. You know, through the through the eighties and the nineties, and I think 
the, the fans expect and want them to go on and, and win a trophy. He, he's had such a wonder. He had a, well, I say he's had. He had such a wonderful start to the season. I I think silverware is something that will be very very important to him and also to the club. I think um, you you you've got to you've got to try and and win all the trophies that you can. There's no point sort of resting players to mm. try and finish top four because even that's a risk, right? You've got, mm. if, there, if there's a trophy to win, you, you've got to go and win it. Mate, it's kept people in jobs. Let's be honest, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. managers that are, are supposed to get in, go and win the league or qualify for Champions League or, or even stay up, if they, get a bit of, if they get a trophy, it can keep them in a job. Mm. I'm not saying Angie's job's under threat at Tottenham, but he would he would want to win a trophy, no doubt about it. He's done it all his career, so I don't see any difference why he's now in at Tottenham. Last one from us, Spencer. We'll touch on the FA Cup from the other perspective, the lower-ranked team. So we've got a couple of uh, the fairy tale stories here. Fourth Division Newport, Fourth Division Wrexham, uh, famous Wrexham now, and Sixth <laughs> Division Maidstone United, who play in the National League South. Um, I mean, small, absolutely brilliant. Small supporter bases, we, we'd assume. And uh, but how much, you know, would would the general English football public re- be really getting behind uh, some of these lower ranked teams? May we love underdogs. We love an underdog, and we love a cup upset. <laughs> There's nothing better. Oh, mate, I was playing. I played for Southend United when we beat Manchester United in the League Cup. And don't wow. underestimate. Wow. Don't underestimate what it means to the local communities and the fans and the general public that, you know, we still have this passion and believe in the fairy tale. So, you know, it's amazing that that these clubs are are progressing to the levels that they are in the Cups, but that's what it's all about, right? The fairy tale and the upsets. We we love it and we, we love seeing the underdogs and the minnows get as far as they possibly can in these Cups. So, Good luck to all those teams that are competing and taking on the big boys. We genuinely wish them all the best. You know, they're there on merit and um, hopefully they they can cause a real stir. Fantastic, Spencer. Thank you very much. And we'll hear your voice on the program again next week. Thanks, man. Take care, boys. Spencer Pryor with us having a chat about the Premier League and the FA Cup and all those FA Cup games coming up this weekend will be available to watch live and exclusive on Paramount+. Plus. We'll come back after this and we'll have a look at those FA Cup fixtures next.